What is up, Commanders fans? Welcome into Believe in Commanders. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Murphy, and as always, joined by AAA Anthony Armstrong. Uh, we're coming to you. We're recording on Thursday, so almost the weekend. We are almost there. Football is right around the corner. AAA, how are you doing, my friend? I am good, Brian. I'm on my third cup of coffee. Woo! I'm wired up, man. I'm wired this up. It's going to be a, a good little... show. Yes, man. I, I got it up, man. I'm saving. This is a nice, perfect temperature. <laughs> Perfect temperature. Right. I mean, you can't usually bet on having perfect perfect temperature coffee, but you know what well, you, you can bet on. You can bet on bet online. So tell us about those guys and what we can do at Bet Online. Yes, indeed. Bet online. And I'll tell you what, you know, we're well into the football season, but you know what's back? Basketball. That's right. Basketball. Luka Doncic. He's out there. Uh, basketball is back, and Bet Online it remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team and matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, uh, the Mavericks, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That is B-L-E-A-V to get those rewards. It's that 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, where the game starts. That's right. And so where we are going to start, some roster news for the Commanders. Not a whole lot to talk about there. Danny Johnson signed up from the practice squad. I think he's been available for a couple of games. And then maybe the the, the bigger move is uh, a move that they didn't make. They have not officially activated Chase Young. Sounds like they're taking it super slow. Sounds like he might practice next week, but you and I were just talking off air, but we feel like that's the right move. Yeah, there's no need to rush. And the way that the season's kind of worked out right now. There's they have the ability to kind of wait. And I, I don't think you should have rushed, you know, try to rush Chase Young back out there anyways. Uh, but with the team actually being in the playoff hunt at this point, let's, you know, see if you can steady the ship and maybe get a couple of wins and then have Chase Young be able to help push you into the playoffs. It's, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, and Taylor Heineke talks a little bit about how how big of a boost he will be, and uh, he's a bigger boost when he's healthy, so make sure he's fully healthy. You don't want to mess around with that at all, because like you said, you might need him down the stretch, and he will be a nice weapon to have uh, with some of these remaining games that you have coming up. So uh, exciting to potentially get him back. I'm glad they're not rushing it. We've seen them rush things before, and so no need to do that. Uh, Make sure that he is good to go, and we will be excited to see number 99 out there when he's officially healthy. Absolutely. Uh, Cause he's going to be able to get back there and it's going to be exciting to see how he affects that team when he gets back. Just one, mm-hmm. his energy. Um, and then two, what he does on the field I mean, to be, to be quite frank, I think the defensive line has played pretty well, probably yeah. the best, uh, best unit on the defensive side of the ball. That's how they've been playing. So they're at the top uh, this season. So far, definitely the MVPs. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've seen him cheering on the sidelines. I think he's been at every game home in a way. So it'll be nice to have him out there. I I feel like I've heard a lot of guys saying how much he means to them um, on the sideline, cheering them on. And you can only imagine what kind of impact he'll have once he's out there. And you're absolutely right. The defensive line, I think maybe not even the defense, but maybe the overall best unit that we've seen so far this year. So it'll be exciting to have him out there. Meanwhile, 
Meanwhile, the NFC East, they are making more moves than just activating a couple of guys or having a couple of guys return to practice. All three of the other teams made a deal this week. Uh, we were talking about it running uh, down, and these teams seem to be going for it and seem to be loading up, and uh, that's a scary thing to see. So we, we talked about uh, the Cowboys are adding Rankins on the defensive line. Uh, the Eagles add Robert Quinn. The Giants get rid of uh, Kadarius Tony, send him to Kansas City. So a bunch of moves, a bunch of shaking and shifting in the NFC East. What are your thoughts on some of these moves and uh, these teams that are just look to be getting even better? Well, I tell you, if if you're listening to you know the, on TuneIn Radio, listening to the Believe Nation, you may get you may have heard from uh, Believe uh, the Believe station that covers the Cowboys, Jeff Kavanaugh. He's been pounding the table for a, a big big body in the middle of the defensive line for Dallas. And they must've been paying attention to his tweets because that's exactly what Jonathan Hankins is going to bring. Just somebody that's going to be stout inside to help slow down that running game. Um, you know, especially I mean, with what Washington's starting to do and what you'd like to see Washington do moving forward. And then what Philly does, Philly runs the hell out of that football. So it helps Saquon Barkley. You're going to have to deal with the running game in the NFC East and making that move to get in Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders very, very smart play and uh, hat tip to Jeff Cavanaugh for calling that one. Yeah, absolutely. I think I said Rankins. I meant Jonathan Hankins, who a guy who's been around and absolutely is going to help an already scary defense get that much better. Same can be said for Robert Quinn. I think there were, were whispers of potentially the Bears moving on uh, or not moving on, but kind of trying to trade him, trying to get some pieces for him. And of course, he goes to the Eagles. It seems like the Eagles always make these bargain deals. I think it only costs them a fourth-round uh, pick or something like that, and they add another beast along their defensive line to go with Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and just another unit that is really solid getting that much better at the trade deadline. I think I cussed when I saw this come through. <laughs> I, and I, and I might have been in a place where I shouldn't have been, but I was like, dog it. The the Eagles making this addition of Robert Quinn, former Cowboy, um, right. been in a lot of places throughout the league and has been successful throughout the league. Former Ram uh, guy, he just gets to the quarterback. Doesn't matter where he's at, he gets to the quarterback, regardless of the helmet. Uh, Robert Quinn's a great player, and throw him into that mix, add him into that rotation. Uh, that's just dangerous, and that just gives you two whole lineups of defensive line that are going to be able to get in there. Uh, so. I mean, hat tip to, to Philly. I mean, you got to give him some some uh, give him a little bit of love for making this play. Kind of feels like how the Rams did. You know, how the Rams did a few years ago. They just kept signing players. Uh, that feels like what's going on in Philly. Yeah, absolutely. A guy, Robert Quinn, who a couple of years ago had 18 and a half sacks. Uh, you mentioned he was with the Rams back in 2013. He had 19 sacks. So a guy that consistently gets double digit sacks and has flirted with 20. And of course, that's all the Eagles need is another playmaker on there. I'm with you. I, I think I was frustrated. I'm like, how do they keep getting away with this? Like somebody <laughs> stop them. Somebody swoop in and take them, take these players away from them. But you got to tip your cap to the Eagles. It's frustrating to say, but they they tend to make the really good moves that, that tend to really pay off. We talked about um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson that they 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 brought in right before the season started. So these 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 savvy you know wily moves that the Eagles keep making always pay off for them. So I fully expect Robert Quinn to make a couple of game changing plays for the Eagles. And then the Giants, who uh, already have a solid record, they're what six and one, and they've done it with basically nobody at the wide receiver position. And uh, one of their guys, their first round pick from last year, 
Uh, Kadarius Tony is on the move, headed to Kansas City. A couple of uh, picks for him. Um, seems like a win-win for both teams. Yeah, I think that was just a, definitely a mutual thing because all offseason you'd see his name splash. You'd be making some plays, see it on social media. You're like, okay, Kadarius Tony's he's coming around, he's catching on, and and then all of a sudden it's like trade rumors. You're like, man, what? What happens? I mean, it's obviously covering, trying to cover a team. We're just hearing news uh, mm-hmm. on the outside. You only get the headlines, and, you, and it's hard to understand. But I do think that he's going to have a, a great, you know, opportunity in Kansas City. A quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, uh, Andy Reid, and uh, that offense. They're they're able to just create space for players and, and get the most out of guys. And I think that I think he's going to enjoy some time in Kansas City. Yeah, and, and the Giants, I think they found something in Wandale Robinson, who's finally back healthy, a guy that they spent maybe a second or third round pick on. So, uh, you know, when when you're not drafted by a regime, it, it's even if you're a first round pick, you're not always safe. You know, you're, you're not one of their guys. And we kind of saw that. And um, so, yeah, I think it's a best of both uh, worlds for, for both teams. Uh, Patrick Mahomes gets a scary weapon to work with and the Giants get a couple of picks to uh to go add to their future to an already solid team that Brian Dayball's uh, building there in New York. So all of the NFC East teams making some moves, kind of gearing up for this season and beyond. Uh, The trade deadline is next week, so maybe we see how these games play out this weekend. I feel like we might see a couple more moves um, before the trade deadline comes and goes next week. Quick, Quick little just minute GM. What would you move? And I mean, I know we spoke about, I think we talked about this with Lake, but now that the trade deadline is right around the corner, like what do you think would be something that you'd consider trying to make a trade for? What would you move? Is it picks? Try to go grab a player. What do you, what would you do? I, as much as I, I want to believe in the Taylor Heineke show and that this could get righted and that they are in the playoff hunt. I still think you need to be a, a cautious, um, uh, take a cautious approach. I don't think you need to mortgage anything and go pick up a guy. I think if anything, you move a guy and it it pains me to say literally that Deron Payne would be the move that I would make. If you don't, if you don't really have a plan in place to sign him long-term, which I hope that they break him off and I would love to see him stay in DC, but I just don't see that happening. Then you got to go get something for him. And I think that you can send him to a contender, an actual contender and get some, uh, you know, a second, third round pick, something like that. I think you got to do that to help build up this team in the future. And as much as that hurts you now and losing a, a talent like Deron Payne, we know that that's where you kind of have your best depth. And we we already talked briefly about how this is the best unit on the de- defensive side of the ball you know, take from your strength, help out another team and, and potentially stockpile up for the future. So that one hurts to say, but I think you got to look at moving a guy like Deron Payne. Hey, so you're saying be a seller, be a seller. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, the deadline. You're, you're three and four, maybe you're four and four by the end of the week, but you're you're maybe looking at the six or seven seed. As, much, as exciting as that is, I think you can still move a couple of pieces potentially and kind of set yourself up to to still make a little run this season. So mm-hmm. I think it I think it helps you in the long run, but also uh, could get you something um, down the line. Uh, that that's just me though. All right, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. That's I just want to make sure you weren't mad at me. I felt like I was getting yelled at. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just a little impromptu thing. I mean, Deron Payne's having a hell of a hell of yeah. a year, and his stock is definitely going up. So I mean, a, a, a team that would make a trade for, for Deron Payne right now is somebody who is 
would probably be trying to get, you know, they're trying to get in front of the line uh, yeah. to be able to try to get, get in on that uh, free agency, and, uh, you know, with him. So uh, that mean it makes sense. It would make sense. Yes, it definitely would hurt the team, but hey, it could be best for, but it could be best for everybody. And especially if somebody's willing to pay, uh, pay a premium just to, just to be able to talk to him first and have those rights. Uh, could be worth doing. Let's let's say I'm gonna flip it back around on you. Let's say the commanders decide, you know, they get a big win here in Indy. They're four and four. They're arguably right there at the seven C. They decide they're gonna go for a little bit. Who what position, maybe not even a specific player, but what position would you look to potentially add if you could get a, a guy for a late round pick? Well, see, that's the my my only issue is what level of impact are you gonna get? Now, yeah, I think Robert Quinn is is definitely a hell of a player. You know, what mm-hmm. was it, a fourth round pick or fifth or sixth, maybe so. So something wasn't too high, but it didn't feel like it was a, a high pick. But he's a very impactful player. So yeah, it's it's tough to say. I mean, I, obviously, I think we've been harping on linebacker. Uh, we've been harping on uh, some people maybe in the secondary. I feel like with Cam Curl back, that seems to be kind of settled down uh, a little bit. But I also don't see anybody who's getting rid of a a premier cornerback when you right. have him in this type of a league. So those would be the, the the main ones. Other than that, it'd be linemen. But once again, quarterback heavy league, I don't really see, you know, people kind of getting rid of that. So uh, it'd probably be somebody in that linebacker position. If there was a guy out there that, you know, would, would be a potential target, I'd, I'd, I'd go for linebacker. Yeah, me too. I would hopefully maybe find a guy that's disgruntled on a team that is underachieving and maybe you could swoop in there and take him. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me either way to see this team make a move, whether it be uh, a, a buy low or, or sell a guy while he's high right now. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, this time next week, how all the teams look as they uh, it feels like the trade has kind of come back in the NFL. Like it, it, these are, these are, this is a legitimate tool that, that teams will use and make where for a long time, it felt like you never really saw guys on the move. So teams realize that they can go for it in season, similar to a basketball or a baseball move. So it's interesting to see how the front offices kind of have kind of readopted the trade in the NFL. Yeah. I feel like draft picks, uh, the, Sean McVay almost made it was like F them draft picks. Right. Like, forget them. Like, and, and if you look at it, a team would much rather have a Super Bowl or have a championship uh, and then have 10 years of futility, but they got their one um, rather than kind of a slowly work your way up. I mean, it's worth it now. And especially what I like to see, though, I do love seeing that uh, guys are able to get paid in year three, like the guys mm-hmm. that have deserved it. That makes the most sense to me. Pay those guys in that contract ends. And then they either are continuing to ascend or they're probably, uh, you know, they get, get to the age where they may be kind of falling off a little bit. Then, you know, they can get a contract that's uh, more appropriate for the production at that time. So uh, I like the way the league is going. Uh, wish I was playing in it, but it's all good. Yeah. Well, and it's tough for the commanders. You know, you, you and most teams that are sitting right there at 500 probably have a shot at their division. Right now, realistically, that's not the case for the Commanders. I think I saw that this is the best the NFC has been doing um, this far into the season since twenty uh, since two thousand two, I think. So it's been twenty years since the NFC East has been this good, and so it kind of makes it tough on a team like the Commanders, who is by far the you know last in their division, might be playing some good football 
right now, but it, it makes it tough if you want to be a buyer or seller. How realistic is the division? How realistic is the playoffs? Yeah. So it's, it's intriguing. It'll be interesting to see how some of these teams maneuver this trade deadline uh, with this, this the middle of the season coming up. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like I said before, I believe in winning. Just me too. You know, me too. Try to find a way to win because it it sucks to just go through a losing on, and especially losing on purpose. So you know, and you got to act like you're trying to do something. I don't like that. I say yeah. you just try to win. It hasn't worked for the. It hadn't worked in the past, however long, to say let's just suck so bad that we're always picking up front, and then we're gonna get the one guy that turns it all around. Doesn't yeah. usually turn around like that. Well, and, and, you know, we hope that Chase Young is going to come back and be a force, but, you know, you got the second all second overall pick a couple of years ago. You know, one play can change all that to where you think you have a game record, you think you have a difference maker, and then uh, all of a sudden he's out of the lineup, and then you're like, well, shoot, we, we tanked or, you know, whatever it is to get that high draft pick, and it's not working out so far. So I'm with you. Go win. Go make something happen. But, you know, if you're going to make a move, don't mortgage your future by any means. So we'll, we'll see what the what the commanders do, what other teams do. But this Sunday, they have a winnable game. They are headed to Indy with the chance to take down the Colts to move back to 500. What a what a turn of events in the last, you know, 10 days or so. You know, it was doom or gloom, doom and gloom going into Chicago. You got an ugly win. You back that up with beating Aaron Rodgers. And now you got a chance to beat an inexperienced quarterback to get back to 500. And that's where the commanders are heading to Indy, not to face Matt Ryan, not bringing Carson Wentz in for a revenge game. It's Taylor Heineke. It's Sam Ellinger. Initial thoughts on, on this matchup and, and how can Washington get a, a win here and get to 500 and maybe have the rest of the, the season in front of them? Uh, they got to keep with that same momentum. Yep. Same momentum, same recipe, same things you guys have been doing. Uh, run the ball, control the clock, you know, just play nice, clean football. I think that you're getting a team, yeah, with Sam Ellinger. Obviously, you don't have that same veteran leadership as a Matt Ryan, but you do have a different type of weapon that you're facing. I mean, he does – he will run the ball on you. know, He will mm-hmm. move with his feet. So linebackers have to be sound. Cole Holcomb, Jamin Davis, those guys still have to be about their business. Uh, even the defensive line, you can't just rush all the way up and around. You've already you know, had to deal with the quarterbacks that can run. So he's going to bring that – that uh, capability to the game. But I mean, I think this team is what last in the league in rushing. I mean, you're, you're really hurting when you don't have Jonathan Taylor out there, yeah. uh, but you know, they don't have the biggest, they don't have the, the most talented receivers. They have a couple of good, good receivers, you know, young tight ends, but this is definitely a matchup where it's like, Hey, if you come out here and you jump on this team, I think that they will, they may, they may lay down for you. And then you can just go, you know, just finish this game out and just go home with a win. Yeah, kind of watching Sam Ellinger, not that we have a whole lot of tape on him, but it kind of reminds me of of Taylor Heineke. Like, I feel like he's going to take what is there. If he needs to step up and run, he can. Um, But I I think that you have the more athletic quarterback here between the two of them and Taylor Heineke. I think his legs will be a a big part of it on the offensive side. And, yeah, I'm with you. I think last week the, the commanders played such a great game on defense. They didn't for the most part, let Aaron Rodgers kind of extend a play or, you know, make a a throw that we've seen him do on the run or that kind of thing. So I think you have to play that sound defense that you've been playing. Look out for Jonathan Taylor. I think that he um, probably is looking to get going. And so you don't want that to be against you. So play sound uh, everywhere. And I, I think I'm with you. I think if you can jump on this team early, you can make 
hopefully make them roll over and make the the crowd get frustrated thinking that this team is waving the white flag because that's kind of been the talk that you know the the Colts are in a bad division uh, uh, unlike the Commanders they they are you know what three and three three and one or something like that and yep. so they they've got a chance in their division and, and some people have been saying that Frank Reich was kind of waving the white flag by going to Sam Ellinger so if you can get them frustrated early uh, I like your chances here and maybe um, you know the thing that's still been lacking is that big turnover and maybe the uh, commanders can force a couple of those for Sam Ellinger yeah and you know you're dealing you're dealing with some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball too so it's paramount that the offense does take care of the ball because yeah. when you're, when you're dealing with, you know, a young quarterback scrappy guy that likes to make plays with his feet, similar to Taylor Heineke, if you let them hang around long enough, they can sneak you with one. You don't want this game to be one of those ones where it's like 10 to six or 14, you know, 10 and, and it gets late. And now you're trying to have some, uh, you know, gunslinger from Texas uh, trying to be a, a, you know, a hero. Yeah, that's not what you want. You need to be able to jump on these guys. I mean, you got Stefan Gilmore over there in Indy. This season is not going the way that Indianapolis would have thought, uh, you know, especially with all those acquisitions uh, on defense. Definitely not the way you saw this thing going. Yeah, for sure. They, they probably thought that they were – uh, one of the top dogs, in, at least in their division, and you know, bringing in Matt Ryan, they were probably expecting to compete uh, for some bigger and better things than where they're at right now. So, uh, kind of an interesting—you can almost see—they're almost like mirror images of each other, right? The the Commanders and the the Colts. Maybe not. Uh, maybe the Commanders didn't have as lofty expectations, but they both bring in a veteran quarterback, hoping that that will be uh, a piece that can kind of turn them around and. Here we are in in week eight, and neither of those guys are playing. So it is it, it you know it is a week to week league, and that's that's proven here with this matchup. I mean, even a couple of weeks ago, we weren't expecting to see Taylor Heineke versus Sam Ellinger. So you're always one play away, and it'll be interesting which team shows up and which team kind of rolls with the punches that they've been dealing with so far this season. You didn't have it on your bingo card. I know, have, no, I did not. You didn't have the four for four matchup going on. You didn't have that out there. Man. No. I, I thought, you know, you know, Taylor Heineke and Matt Ryan faced off uh, in Atlanta last year. And so when when uh, Carson Wentz went down, I was kind of looking ahead. I was like, oh, that's going to be a rematch. And then all of a sudden we get the news after the games last week that Matt Ryan's not even playing. So it's a it is definitely a carousel. You, it's a merry-go-round. You got to you got to hold on to your spot and hold on to it tight or it could be gone just like that. Yeah, it is what it is. But hey. It'll be good. It'll be a, it'll be a good matchup for the team. Definitely a good yeah. matchup for Washington. One one guy I am a little bit nervous about is Michael Pittman. He uh, he can make plays no matter who his quarterback is. We already talked about Jonathan Taylor. Um, they got a nice, solid young offense. I think that's probably why it's been frustrating for the Colts and Colts fans. But Michael Pittman is a, is a playmaker. Alec Pierce, the rookie, has kind of come along. You mentioned the tight end, so they've got some playmakers to where it. it it shouldn't be too hard for Sam Ellinger to find those guys. You just got to make it tough and make him make bad decisions. But if Michael Pittman can get the the ball rolling, that can be a little bit scary. And they're those are they're big receivers. Yeah, they're big players. I mean, so it's like size difference. I mean, B Benjamin St. Juice is what six one, six one, six two, something like that. So he's yeah. gonna definitely have to match up size for size. Uh, but you're dealing with big receivers. They're going to be able to go up and over the top. They're going to challenge you to throw the ball. They're going to challenge you by throwing the ball downfield and trying to use that height, you know, height advantage to go on those 50-50 balls. So 
definitely going to be a physical matchup. I mean, I want to see, you know, somebody bring a little bit of a Ron Landry energy to yeah. this secondary. I mean, you know, Cam Curl, you, if you go way back, I remember the game, Washington versus Dallas, in Dallas. And I think it might have been a Monday night. Laurent Robinson went up the sideline and Laurent Landry knocked his helmet off right on the sideline. Broke right. the pass up. Need some of that energy. Need some of yeah. that type of uh, attitude out of the secondary. Um, you're going up against the big body receivers. You're going to have to get physical to separate them from the football. So uh, we need somebody to step up. Yeah. So if you had to kind of give, uh, we've mentioned a few names here for both the offense and defense. If you kind of had to give your X factor, a guy on the commanders that you think can really sway or change this game, who would you kind of tip your cap to there? Uh, defensively, I'm going to say Cam Curl. I'll go right back to where I was at. Uh, sure. I think his, his ability to have a presence in the box uh, against the run and help stopping the run is going to be huge because it's going to force them to throw the ball with Sam Ellinger. Uh, you know, doesn't have as many snaps and have as much experience as Matt Ryan. Uh, but him being able to roam and roam the skies and be physical with these pass catchers as well, just having that physical presence is going to make Indianapolis really think twice uh, about just going across the middle and affect that game play. So Cam Curl is going to be a guy for me to pay attention to. I'm going to flip over to the offensive side of the ball. I think that he was so clutch, and if it hadn't been for Terry's long touchdown and how solid the running game looked, um, he he might have been maybe the play, underrated player of the game, and that was Curtis Samuel. I think that he has a, a big weekend. I think that the uh, Indianapolis defense is going to zone in on Terry McLaurin, whether it's uh, Stephon Gilmore or you know, just a couple extra eyes on Terry McLaurin. That's going to allow – Curtis Samuel to, to make some plays underneath. We saw him have enough, uh, a couple of nice catch and runs, a, a third down catch or two. So I think that he might get into the end zone, Curtis Samuel, and I think that he could be a big part in what the uh, commanders try to do and, and try to keep this offense rolling. Because I, I think last week was a good start, and I think they can build upon that and really keep it going this week. Yeah, and the O-line has a matchup, a pretty tough matchup as well. I mean, Shaquille Leonard, you know, on defense, uh, DeForest Buckner, is he, is he healthy? Yeah. I think Buckner's healthy. So, you know, it's a solid, solid defense that you're going up yeah. against. I mean, this has been uh, a very talented defense. I mean, this defense has basically got, you know, the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus. Uh, he kept that defense ranked highly in the league. I think they're ninth uh, in the league right now. So, very good defense, talented defense. It's going to be a, definitely going to be a challenge, but nothing that can't be uh, overcome. Yeah, they're not. They're the team is not going to roll over. You can try to put them down behind, but this team, you know, they have a they still have a lot to play for. So I'm with you. Mm -hmm. um, we will pick this game later on with the rest of our picks. So stay tuned on the video to watch this. Otherwise, we'll post it as a separate episode. Uh, but any any lasting thoughts as we as we head into Week Eight uh, for the Commanders and what they have to do here to get back to 500. You know, is it, to me, it's just it just gets back to basics. You know, you're staying with the same same type of vibe. I think you know everybody's probably you know pretty excited to get they got Taylor back in there. He's going to bring his energy. He's going to bring his fire. And you got a little afternoon game, so you know all eyes are on you just about. So you're going to get to put put on a little bit of a show. Put on a little bit of a show. Don't try to do too much, but just go put on a show and you put out you put out a good effort. This should be a W for the for for the boys in Burgundy. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like this is a big game. It feels like it, it. I feel like I hope they're not looking at it like it's too too easy of a game. But I really do feel like, think that this is a game that they can go out there and win, and and they should win, and they can uh, really build some more momentum, get a third win in the row, and 
and you never know what can happen down the second half of the season. Yeah, they're three point dogs now. You shoot, this is yeah, this isn't, yeah, you're a three point dog. That is not anything not being a favorite at all, you know. So it's it's a tough battle, but I think I think they'll be okay. And, and look out for the uh, the uh, rumble down on the the field before the game. If Jim Mersey and Dan Snyder meet meet up, we know the the headlines with those two guys. So a lot of a lot of storylines going into this one. You know, you you, you thought you're going to see two former uh, you know MVP candidates, guys like that, and Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Said it's Taylor Heineke and it's Sam Ellinger for two teams that desperately want to win to keep going in the right direction. So it'll be a fun one. Uh, we'll break it all down next at the beginning. Of next week win or loss so we appreciate you joining us in kind of talking about what's going on in the nfc east and the commanders as they head into indy and remember you can always watch us on or on youtube once we post the video but also listen to us on tune in and sirius xm and as always we're brought to you by bet online yes indeed we will see you on the next one